Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Today, I have with me uh, Dennis Muliar. He's a uh, producer in Hollywood, and we're talking about church. We're talking about how do we influence people around us, and uh, give it a listen. And also, I would love if you can subscribe to this podcast and give it a rating. It's something new. Uh, the whole point of this podcast is to talk about people who live in light of eternity and uh, see maybe this inspires you to live in light of eternity. I'm excited, yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, anytime, bro. You're a busy guy. I mean, you work in Hollywood, so it's kind of like <laughs> trying, to get, uh, trying to get an hour of your time is really good. But today I want to talk to you about the things that you do. And as far as I remember, I think we met at a camp, right, yeah. some years ago. And 2010. Yeah, wow, you remember? I, <laughs> I think it was our first church camp. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy how things, you know, change. Um, but I remember you were really good at videography, and then you kind of did some short films, mm-hmm. and you kind of, like, progressed from there. And then yeah. I remember one time, um, so just so you guys know, we don't live in the same city. You used to live in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I lived in Seattle. And then I remember one time you called me and you're like, bro, I'm thinking about moving to Hollywood. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like, there's so much in your voice. You're like, man, I don't know. Like, sh- is this the right thing? And like, I'm just trying to call you. Is this yeah. a confirmation? And I know that you were, you were pretty kind of like wondering if you should do it or not. So mm-hmm. um, I guess my question is, is that why Hollywood? Why out of all places do you think that God called you to Hollywood? Yeah, well, first of all, I, you know, storytelling has always been such a big part of my life. And you're really good at it, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you know, I just, I'm just trying to be honest, you yeah, know, with every, yeah. with every story I tell. So, you know, as artists, we, we look at our art sometimes, and we're like, that's the most embarrassing thing <laughs> that I've ever done, you know? I've done a few videos like that. Um, but, like, it's just like, you know, like, if, if, you lo- if, you, if you love it, chances are you probably weren't honest enough with yourself but if you put it out and you're like kind of cringing yeah i mean i think that's a sign that you actually um that you're growing yeah and um if like if you post something and years down the road or maybe like six months down the road you're like wow i could have done that better that means you're growing so that's a good thing you know but i think like why i moved to hollywood was um i just wanted to tap into just uh, a wider world of storytelling and I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be connected with the right people and yeah and i always knew that like being a part of that world was was something that i was passionate about and i yeah. and i knew that um in order for me to really grow in my career and um to make the the types of projects i want to do in the mm-hmm. future i needed to know the right people and so that city is literally booming obviously yeah. with filmmaking, filmmaking and stuff yeah. so um i just kind of felt like things got slow in portland and so i just <laughs> I just needed, uh, like, I'm always on the go, yeah. and I love I love moving quickly, so. Did you get any pushback as far as moving? Because I feel like, especially if you're a Christian, if it feels a lot of times that we kind of discount Hollywood, and we're like, mm-hmm. well, we want nothing to do with it because it's just not a godly place. Right. You know, the reg, like the regular religious talk that we have, and, and I feel like a lot of times people just dismiss Hollywood, but I think, like, I think you mentioned right before we talked about this, like, God created all art, you know, and right. it's how you use the art. So did you have like a lot of people push back and say, hey, you shouldn't go? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, my, first of all, my parents were super supportive of that. Yeah, yeah. So that was like huge for me, like mm-hmm. confirmation that um, 
you know, I was good to go. Um, but there definitely was some pushback where people, uh, I think, I think just mm-hmm. as people were, were, a lot of times we're afraid of what we don't know. Yeah. And so if we, if we're not comfortable with something, then we kind of, we question it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's where like the, uh, the most amazing things happen in your life when, um, you step into the unknown and, um, yeah. I think God really moves in those moments. Do you think it was worth it to move? Oh my gosh. Because I know there's a few times in there that you're like, man, I don't, like you're questioning it. And, yeah. and I, I know that all of us have moments where we yeah. kind of start a, a decision, but then we kind of wonder, is this the right moment? And I'm pretty sure you have the same thing. Dude, it's it's a grind out there, really. Yeah. Like you have to come with the mentality that, because I, I remember actually um, when yeah. I spoke to you before mm-hmm. I moved, yeah. and you said, you said something that kind of stuck with me. You said, if you're not willing to... Uh, crawl uh, on on glass and sleep yeah. on benches don't yeah. go <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> actually glad. i actually wrote it down and i'm like and i'm like he's right you know I, yeah. if i'm going like i'm i'm giving everything yeah like i'm gonna give everything you know because um i'm young and i don't have that much uh holding me back at this moment in my life so yeah. i figured that if i'm passionate about something i might as well like make the move and actually go through with it yeah I, uh, by the way, thank you for letting me stay at your house. Every single time I'm in Hollywood or in LA, like I just call you up. You're always welcome, bro. <laughs> um, but man, I, I, I do see that when you walk through the city, you see a lot of young people that are sleeping on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wonder about those people. And I'm wondering, like, they had dreams when they moved there. Mm-hmm. And something along the line, you know, maybe didn't work or they were rejected and so on and so forth. And, and now looking um, at the Hollywood as a, as a place in general, what would you say is the biggest struggle? Um, you mentioned something about being authentic, or yeah. um, because I feel like people that you know they they work in the environment where everything's everything there is a editing to it, and mm-hmm. there's filter unless it works from some, for some kind of a reality show. But in general, yeah. right, yeah. like everything is very heavily edited. Um, and it's very highly produced. Um, and, and talk a little bit about what you told me before about like, it's, it's a struggle for, to be real and authentic. Um, right. Yeah. I think, um, being in Hollywood, it's, it's different than anywhere else because everyone there is literally to be, be the next director, be the next famous actor, actor or actress. Yeah. And so people don't really fully care uh, about you. They just w- want to see how they can get you to can their, offer. their dream quicker, right? Yeah. And uh, in Hollywood, like, there's a thing where it's like, it's usually like half business and half relationship with people. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone's like trying to hang out with you, yeah. it's not because they like fully like you, but they know that like you have something that they to can offer. Yeah, and and it's not always like that like blunt where it's like, oh, I'm gonna use you. Like, it's just like a culture thing. Like, everyone is literally networking and connecting mm-hmm. and it's a normal thing where everyone helps each other out. But I think the biggest problem is um, people don't necessarily find the mm-hmm. the honest uh, and raw people. And so yeah. they surround themselves with people that uh, are afraid to tell them the truth in their face. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you get hurt so many times that you, you just Gosh, don't, you don't trust anymore. Yeah. And um, I think trust is such a big key component to doing life. Yeah, if you don't trust developing any relationship is based on trust, right? Literally, I think that's the biggest thing. And so I think in Hollywood, people fail. One of the reasons is because they don't have um, the right team around them. They don't have the right friends around them. Yeah. And looking back at my journey, 
when I moved there, if I didn't have the people I have around me right now, I don't think I would necessarily be in a, um, in a you know, I feel like I'm in a, in, a, in a good place right now. And I don't think I would be in that place if it wasn't for those people. Yeah, because I've always thought of the Christian worldview is that we use things and money and resources and, and, and time to reach people, to love on people, to serve people. Mm-hmm. But the Hollywood model is that you use people to get what you want. And I think yeah. those two worldviews, they're, they, they just disagree and then they violently disagree, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think if somebody is trying to bring the Christian worldview that, hey, you lay your life down for others versus expecting everyone else to lay their life down for yourself. I mm-hmm. think that's that's something that it's not talked about much, but I think it's it's very powerful. Right. Because I think when people start finding out that, hey, you're willing to, even if they treat you like garbage, but mm-hmm. you're willing to say, you know what? I'm still going to love you like Christ has loved the church. Right. I think that's that's what the world really needs. Yeah. You know, um, in my own kind of like experience as a pastor, um, I think there's a big misconception that somehow millennials were our generation, mm-hmm. right? We're looking for the latest and coolest and the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. But really what we're looking for is being authentic. And I think if there's any pastors out there, right, like mm-hmm. that is trying to reach this generation, I think my biggest advice would be just just be real and right. don't be afraid to talk about like issues, you know. Um, yeah, because I mean, kids these days, they'll see right through it. Like kids are yeah. so much more smarter than they were when we were growing up. Like, like at sixteen, they, well, they have, like they literally have it's mass, informa- to, mass yeah. information. They it's have access like, to everything. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think especially because you you grew up with Netflix, you can see what is acting, what is not, because you're so conditioned to see what right. is acting, what is not, what is not acting. Um, so, so what would would you say would be one of like one of your greatest struggles, um, maybe that led to some of the mistakes that you've made um, to be in that environment. Um, what would you say would be uh, like a, a mistake that maybe you've you've kind of encountered that you've made or uh, a struggle that turned into a mistake and then kind of maybe led you away from, from community or mm-hmm. so? I think, um, well, I know that this was mm-hmm. the, I remember this was the biggest thing was when I moved, I worked so much that mm-hmm. I didn't have a, I didn't have, I didn't know people outside of my like company, Yeah, you know, and um, I found myself in a place where I was getting burnt out and unhappy and yeah. really kind of getting really depressed. And I think if, if it were, if this was a mistake, I think it is a mistake in mm-hmm. a way, but I think it was more of like, I had to go through it to figure it out, but mm-hmm. um, isolating myself really, you know, and just not... Um, stepping into community not stepping into like being known yeah you know like stepping into an environment where like you are comfortable like you're allowing yourself to step out and be known it's not it's not easy you know yeah well because it it, if you want to be known you have to be vulnerable yeah exactly and you don't want you you know you don't want to be vulnerable most of the time we pull back from it uh because if you are vulnerable then well you don't want to be hurt you don't want to be hurt yeah Yeah. i mean you don't want to be hurt and so I think people get hurt so many times that they're just like, they, they, they protect themselves. It's a protection mechanism, mechanism you know? Yeah. Um, but I think there was a moment where I, I remember I called my best friend and I'm like, it's time for me to go into community. It's time for me to like make myself known to other people mm-hmm. um, because there's beauty in community because community takes the focus off of you as an individual and it puts its focus on yeah. other people. And 
whenever you're helping other people or whenever you're putting focus on something yeah. else, you don't have time to be sad or depressed because you're literally like, yeah. you're, do, you're serving. You're, you know, you're doing what Christ essentially uh, did. You know, it's so weird um, because I've seen so many people where, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, like you meet them and they're this amazing young kid, you know, the 16, 17, 18, and then you meet them at 25 some years later and you're like, man, what happened to you? Because they're going through a really rough time. Mm -hmm. One, the other thing is that they have some very strange ideas, mm -hmm. you know, be, be it like some flat earth theory or I don't even want to get into all that, but I'm mm -hmm. saying like, they have very extreme ideology. Yeah. And then you wonder why. Well, and then you find out it was because they isolated themselves and they did not balance their ideas out with community, right? Like they didn't bring their ideas and community to be either be validated or be kind of like confronted about the things that they hold onto that they're not rooted in reality, mm -hmm. right? So they take views to extremes. And because of that, like, you know, they isolate themselves and then they kind of get into either they're extremely religious or they're extremely lascivious where mm -hmm. they go and they, you know, uh, do whatever they want to do or they watch YouTube uh, conspiracy theories and they right. have some ideas about what the world is. And so I think community is, is in the, I think God himself created us to be in community with himself and other people, right? Right. And uh, we see that in family, we see that amongst friends. And the moment you isolate yourself, I think this is exactly where the enemy wants you. Yeah. You know, because this is where he can attack you, you know, so. You're vulnerable. No, no, one's, no one's standing to protect, you know, to protect you, essentially. Yeah. So if you're younger, make sure you're part of, of, of community. Um, how mm -hmm. did you, did you, were you going to church at the time? Or, or did you, how was that? Yeah, when I came to LA, I had mm -hmm. a few friends um, that were going to a church mm -hmm. and, they basically invited me to come, and um, and I went there, and I fell in love with the community there. Mm -hmm. So I just continued going there. You know, I didn't really look around anymore after that. Yeah. Um, and you know, awesome. Um, so what would you say would be um, a struggle you found in church? Um, obviously, I think every single time we go to a church, right, like we think our church is the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I do believe that. Um, in general, we see a lot of young people that leave the church. Mm -hmm. That tells me that maybe they were looking for community. They were looking for certain things they did they did not find in church. Um, so my question would be like, what do you think the church is doing or not doing to reach, you know, the youth, be it in Hollywood or even here? Like, I think for me, for example, I think one of the reasons the church is failing at times is that we try to go with the latest trend, mm -hmm. not necessarily be the church. I mean, I think if we think about the church, what what makes the church stand out is the church is the bride of Christ, is something that the world can ever offer. The church offers relationship with God, right? Uh, but in your experience, especially in Hollywood, why do you think some people, is it maybe previous past experiences? Mm -hmm. What would you say? I think, the from my experience, people don't feel accepted Mm -hmm. per se you know so like they come to a church and they just don't they don't feel like anyone really cares or they see them mm -hmm. and um i think a lot of times and, that, and just just to pause right there like that has to go beyond just being said hi to a church right to to, to feel accepted is not to oh i welcomed you to church right. <laughs> it's it's more than that it has to do with the fact hey i actually want to be involved in your life and and, and i think honestly it's a 
it's a church culture thing. I don't I don't think it I don't think it starts from um, the youth service mm-hmm. or whatever you know whatever churches have. But I think it starts really from the leadership. It has to be a, I think it has to be a, a main point for the church to have the vision of of like connecting with people and relationships mm-hmm. has to be the most important thing because yeah. because people find um, their true identity in who they are in God. In relationship with other people so if you don't have that yeah. environment for people and they come and they leave and they don't have that fulfillment because we all want to be known yeah and well it, that's that's a really interesting point that i want to kind of like emphasize uh we at church put so much emphasis on preaching and worship right, right. which those things are very important but i think we don't really put enough emphasis on fellowship right mm-hmm. which is like hey building relationships right with one another and i think this is where it needs to happen i think fellowship is where the theology meets the practicality, right? Like where you actually exercise what you were told in the sermon. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of churches, and I don't want to generalize, you know, right. or like, this is just from my perspective. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times pastors preach sermons on what not to do mm-hmm. instead of really spending the time with their people and figuring out what they're going through yeah. and figuring out how to like, um, how to connect with them and help them through relationship. Mm-hmm. But instead, there's like this this um, it's almost like this corporate feel where it's like uh, the the bot you know mm-hmm. the, the executive team is saying like you have to do this and if you don't do this this is gonna happen and the people at the bottom are almost like in fear mm. you know but if there was a, a communication where um, the the leadership could connect with the people and I think it just comes in community really like you will know your sheep if you spend time with them. That's you'll know so, them by yeah. name, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so then you'll know who needs to, you know, fix their leg or who needs a, yeah. a little yeah. trim, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's like, good. Uh, honestly, like everything is built. Like, I mean, the first church was built on community, yeah. literally. Yeah, man. Um, what would you say, like, obviously, I think how, uh, making sure that we reach uh, Hollywood and how we reach Hollywood is so important because I think people in Hollywood have a lot of influence mm-hmm. and either influence is going to be for good or for really bad things right right and i think as we mentioned at the beginning is that there's a tendency to just ignore hollywood or just kind of rebuke it yeah um instead of i think we should not you know like we we talked briefly before like we should not try to ignore hollywood but try to understand and then reach it with the hope of christ mm-hmm. you know and and because there's people in there that are hurting and they're in desperate need. So how do you think there are practical ways that we can actually reach people? Because even though when we say Hollywood, it's LA, mm-hmm. but I think Hollywood can be Seattle because there's plenty of movies that are made in Seattle or Vancouver, BC, right? Like, so not, not as much, right. obviously, but there's, you're going to find creative people in Seattle or Portland or New York, right? right. Or, or anywhere, right? Because we're not just talking about Hollywood. We're talking about <laughs> musicians. We're talking about YouTube stars and, and Instagrammers and so on and so forth. So what would be some practical ways that we can actually reach them, you know? I mean, honestly, um, you know, for people not living in Hollywood, there's not much you can do. You have really. to move there. You have to move there. It's <laughs> yeah. a different culture there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, we... Um, we, we go to movies, we love them. Yeah. We go to concerts, we love them. Yeah. But then we cast judgment on the same people we go and watch. The moment they make a mistake. And we pay, we pay to yeah. watch them. We pay to watch their movies, but we judge them deep yeah. inside. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like what I really want to say is just like, don't, um, 
I don't, I don't expect, I guess, yeah. living in Hollywood, I don't expect anyone to understand the culture or understand the people there. Just don't, uh, don't be quick to judge because they're humans just like us. Like I've spent time with celebrities before and they are, they're, they're a lot of times they're, they're really broken people. And the last thing they need is someone to keep pouring salt on the wound, right? And yeah. all they want is really, they want to connect with somebody real. They just want yeah. something real at the end of the day. Um, and so really don't um, expect to understand what they're going mm-hmm. through, um, but figure out a way of how you can improve your current environment, mm-hmm. right? And how can, you can pray for, for people that are in power. Uh, for example, like the people in Hollywood, right? They are the ones that are controlling the airwaves. They are the ones that are coming yeah. out with the films. They are the ones with the millions of followers on Instagram. If you control the airways, you control the message too. So right, you know. and so if if because like honestly, like when I moved to LA, one of the the things was on my heart was that you will influence the influential, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, one of my one of my missions, it's it's more of a lifestyle for me, is, yeah. as I want to be a friend to these people because I understand that like through the relationship and through just having these conversations and being honest and raw, they will, you know, they'll ask questions and they're going to want to know about me and what I've went through. And then mm-hmm. eventually, you know, God will speak to them through something and they will be inspired to do something about it. Right. Yeah. And then they'll post it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you know, like for example, uh, the other day, Chance the Rapper was, he read, uh, I don't know if you heard about this. He read um, no, I, first, he read the whole book of Galatians on Instagram live. That's awesome. You know, so like stuff like that happens. And I don't know what he's going through in his life right now, but you know, even going through his music, you can really, you can really see that he's like, he's searching for God and he's searching for something. Yep. And um, it was kind of cool just to see him do that. And um, yeah. 4,000 people on, on the live that were watching it. So he was reading, you know, the word of God. Yeah, that's <laughs> just <awesome>. crazy. <laughs> um, Here's one thing that I wanted to ask you. Um, I usually try to ask people a lot this. Um, what would what would be some advice you'd give yourself if you're 16? Or cause I'm pretty sure there's people watching right now. They're like, man, I'm trying to make it. What would you say? Um, um, I think the biggest thing is look at the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like let's say the four or five people around you. Yeah. And um, and ask yourself, do I want to be like them? Because if you don't, then you should switch them out real quick. Because most likely you're going to become You're going to be like that, that person yeah. in like five or ten years. Yeah. Like literally, you're going to become that person. So if, that, if, if you don't like that person or those people around you, um, make the conscious decision to sit down and really mm-hmm. like analyze it. Because if you want to, um, you know, if you want to start a family one day or if you want to have a successful business, yeah. you can't be around people that are just... The opposite of that. The opposite of that. <laughs> doing whatever they do. I don't know, you know, what kids yeah. do these days. So I think that's the biggest thing. Because yeah. 16, 17 is just like an age where you really start to take a lot of paths in life. And if you, if you choose the right one, if you have yeah. the right people supporting you. Uh, and I think another aspect of that is having a person in your life that you trust, that you can tell mm. anything to. And just be honest and raw. Um, and having like a constant feedback loop. Just gotcha. like, hey, like you shouldn't be doing this. Or hey, you should be doing more of this. And then you know, you're going to be going towards the better. Yeah. Um, wow, that's that's good. One thing that I we haven't really mentioned, but one of the reasons that I even want wanted you to come on on this is that the whole point of this these talks mm-hmm. is to kind of highlight people in com- in our community or people that I know um, that don't just live for today but live in light of eternity. 
people that decided that, hey, every single choice that I make, you know, matters not just for today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. but it will impact my legacy here on earth, but also my eternity. So my question is, how do you, you know, practically live in light of eternity? Um, I mean, I can give you some examples of what I do is, is obviously what I do in church is, um, I remember this great line by C.S. Lewis where he says that anytime you meet a person, you either draw them closer to Christ or farther away from him, mm-hmm. you know? So what are some practical ways that you are consciously living every single day? Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, how do I feel like living today? Like, do mm-hmm. I want to sleep in or do I want to? But it's more about, hey, today matters, you know, not just for, you know, today, but also for eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, it's something that I have really been going, you know, really been going through for the last two years and figuring mm-hmm. out what works for me. And I realized every time I... I'm not doing devotions in the morning mm-hmm. or throughout mm-hmm. the day. If I don't set aside time for God, mm-hmm. um, I don't put that word in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't spend that time just listening and just being there in, in silence. Um, I It really affects the way my life really goes and my thought mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. everything, you know? So for me, really, um, I make it a point and, and I'm, not, I'm not really saying this because like I'm trying to be super religious or anything, but I think starting your day off with just silence and just mm-hmm. being just just meeting god yeah and just putting that word in you and just spending that time with devotion i think really will set you up for a successful yeah. day in business and whatever you're doing because there's wisdom there you know um, but for me through and through that has literally been probably one of the biggest things because for me like every single day is is different one day could be a roller coaster the other day nothing could be happening but even i remember the other day um, I, um, I woke up and, you know, I did my, I did my morning routine. I went yeah. to the gym, uh, you know, I did my devotion and my phone blew up after that. Like uh, there's a business, you know, there's a business, uh, emergency, that, something, something yeah. happened where yeah. like I was in a very intense situation yeah. and if I wasn't, you know, got my mind rooted that morning, I was so stressed out that day. Like literally <laughs> I haven't. It's yeah. probably one of the most stressful days of 2018. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Crazy. So I realized I'm like, dang, I'm so happy I did that. <laughs> yeah. I remember Martin Luther said that, like, I have so much to do today that I cannot but spend three hours in devotion. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, for me to get the stuff that I need to get done, I have to spend it with the Lord first. Uh, because, I mean, the first thing that we do is we look at our phones when we wake up, right? Right. And then it's usually really good news or bad news or no news. <laughs> right. Um, so why not actually go into devotion first and then check your phone and so on and so forth? Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm so thankful you came on, bro. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do through you in Hollywood. And I'm just excited that God is raising up people like you that is is trying to impact not just kind of like the spiritual side of Hollywood, but also the culture, mm-hmm. people to be more gentle and kind. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So guys, we we would love if you guys can maybe put in the comments below, maybe some of the reasons you don't go to church. Um, if you've been hurt by the church, or uh, I'd love to know what those reasons are, Yeah, right? I think that was one issue that we were talking before this. And we're like, man, how do we reach to people that you know been to church and they're like i want nothing to do with it right you know obviously we cannot change it unless we actually know what needs to change mm-hmm. you know so i would love to hear from you guys again thank you so much for watching would love if you can subscribe 
And um, yeah, until next time, thank you, Dennis, for being on here. Of course, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, bro. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope to hear from you. I would love if you can give it a rating. And uh, until next time, God bless you guys.